0: I'm so happy to be here, happy to be here with you guys. Thank you guys for coming this morning to encourage one another. Uh, you know, it's definitely in my heart this morning to encourage the fellowship. Uh, I love encouraging the fellowship, you know. I love uh, um, trying to edify you guys and doing the best that I can. Uh, let me do some announcements before I get into my sermon, and um, first of all, i um, we're going to go ahead. Uh, today we do have a leaders meeting uh, from uh, 12 to two, uh, 12 to 1 p.m. in, uh, in room uh, 12. So that's for all our, uh, what we call our atomic leadership. So if you have any of those roles in any of the live stages uh, from 12 to 1, we'll be in room number 12 for our meeting. Um, I'll have, uh, let's see if Kathy can, uh, no, okay. Um, all right, uh, so why don't we do this? Uh, I'll go ahead and do the sermon first. And then we'll do the announcements afterwards, okay? So with that, let's go ahead and start off with the word of prayer, and, uh, and we'll get started. Um, Heavenly Father, we uh, first of all want to thank you, God, so much for the rain this weekend, Lord. Uh, Father, we need it, and we want it, God. Uh, Father, thank you, God. Uh, your word says that you rain down, Father, on the righteous and the unrighteous, God. And uh, Father, it's all by your grace and mercy. And Father, thank you so much for raining down your love on us, God. Uh, your grace and your mercy, Father. Thanks so much for Amir just leading us, Father, to, to, in our thoughts, God, and how you've brought us from death onto life, God, through the cross. And, Father, this morning we pray that you'll open up our hearts and our minds to your scriptures, Father, that, Father, that uh, we can take this life that you've given to us, God, and, and do the best that we can to bring you honor and glory, God. Help us to stay encouraged, Father, to stay inspired, Father, to long journey, And Father, we need you, Father, and we want you, God. And uh, Father, thank you that you've set us to be a part of a family where, Father, we have the same mission, where we have the same purpose, and that, Father, that uh, we're not in this alone in this world, God. So just thank you for everyone, God. It's in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, You know, it's always my heart to encourage the fellowship. Uh, You know, how many of you need encouragement? Uh, Man, you know, how about some daily encouragement? Isn't that what God says? Encourage one another daily. Uh, I think God knows that, hey, you know what? You guys need some daily encouragement. Let's look on over to Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 10 to 12. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to, uh, through 12. And, um, you know, we need uh, we need a lot of encouragement. And um, in verse 12. Uh, 10, to th- 10 through 12, it says, uh, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Is this, are we in a spiritual battle? It is a it is a battle, you know, and in this battle, he says, you know, to to be strong in the Lord. You know, our our strength, you know, comes from the union that we have with God. You know, that our strength, you know, that we're to draw strength from the Lord by drawing near to him, you know, and, uh, you know, isn't it true? I mean, don't you sometimes can't you see or feel the devil schemes? You know, his uh, systematic approach, his plan to bring you down. You know, the thing about uh, his schemes is like whether, whether you have great dreams for God or whether you got very little dreams for God, he's still a schemer. He still wants to slow you down. And, you know, and the more you dream, the more you hope for, he wants to stop you. You know, and uh, no matter where you at spiritually, you know, the, you know, the devil is always scheming um, after you. You know, um, you know. He, he tells us to put on this armor. You know, who's the supplier of the armor? It's the armor of God. God is the supplier of the armor. You know, and uh, have you ever been in a, uh, in a wrestling match? Do we have any wrestlers in here? <laughs> no, okay, no wrestlers. Okay, have you ever been in a wrestling match? Yeah, I hate wrestling matches. I've been in a couple of them. It is a struggle. I'd rather just box or fight, you know, that way. But when you wrestle, that's what that word struggle means, wrestle. You know, it's a real challenge. You know, you feel like, you know, especially when the other person got, you know, they get on top of you. You know, now you're kind of stuck, you know, you're, you're you know, and you're trying to move around and you feel like you can't get up. So doesn't it feel like that sometimes spiritually? That, you know, we're struggling, we're wrestling you know, to, to keep going, to win the battle, you know, and, um, you know, and uh, guys, we're in the spiritual battle. And the thing that about the spiritual battle is that, you know what, it's a long one, isn't it? Man, you know, I've been around for 28 years. I'm thinking, man, you know what? Jeez, if God allows me to go into my 80s, I'm not even halfway there. This is a long journey. Hey, and, you know, and then you start thinking about our teens, right? They get baptized at 17 years old and they got, I'm like, can you imagine? It's a long journey, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it discourage you or bring you down, you know, it's just the reality, but the reality of it is like, you know what? We need God. We need you. We need one another. You know, that's why it says, encourage one another daily. You need to get your strength from God. You know, you need his armor. There's all these powers, you know, in this world. Aren't there some things in this world that are just powerful? You know, sometimes you're online and you look at an image and it's powerful. It just wants to drag you in. There's certain things you just got to keep away from because it's just too powerful. You know, and we all have things that we just feel like, you know, this is very powerful. You know, and, and we got to understand, you know, you know, there's a lot of power in some things in this world. You know, and we got to guard ourselves and we got to put on our armor, you know. And, and uh, you know, this is, this is a battle against, you know, this, uh, the spiritual forces of this world. You know, my encouragement this morning to, you, to, to us is that, uh, you know, our theme this year is what is drawing near. Right. And going far go far. You know, the title of this morning's sermon is drawing near by dreaming for God. You know, uh, as I felt the the spiritual battle, you know, and uh, um, I think there's nothing more motivating than to have uh, just dreams for God. You know, and if something is going to draw you to near to, to God, it's your dreams, you know, and even in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, Right? Proverbs 29, 18. You guys um, know this passage, right? Where there is no revelation, right? Where there are no dreaming, there's no visions, the people cast off restraints. The uh, New American Standard or New King James Version says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Right? They cast off restraint that you know they they start doing whatever. You know? And so it's so important to be able to uh, be dreaming for God. You know, it's when you're dreaming that those things draw you closer to him. You know, I'm so inspired by, by Lexus. Have you guys heard Lexus's new CD? It is really good. It is really good. You know, I, I feel like I have something. No, I don't get commissioned for that. No, I just feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling down. You just pop in that CD, and it, it is so encouraging. Yeah, oh, there she is. Yeah. You know, and and you know, and uh, and and this is a dream. But I love her dream of like, you know what? I want to use the proceeds to go to other churches and visit and encourage them. I thought, man, that's a kingdom dream. You know, uh, I've seen my friend uh, Victor uh, here, and I remember when I was studying the Bible with Victor, and I remember the times where during my lunch break I would go and walk to the park. You know, you know, it'd be about maybe half a mile. To, to work, And I'd just be walking around the park praying for him to become a disciple of Jesus. Because you have a dream. When you have a dream for people, when you have a dream for your life, you know, it draws you near to God to be able to see that. You know, I want us to look on over to John chapter 4, verse 34, 38. My first point to you this morning is, you know, um, draw near by dreaming of the harvest. In John chapter 4, we got a dream of the harvest. Uh, John uh, chapter 4, verse 34 through 38. John chapter 4, verse 34 through 38. It says there, My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reapers draw his wages, even now the harvest, uh, he harvests the crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Uh, others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. You know, I love it how Jesus says, what's his food? What is his nourishment? You know, is to bring in that harvest. You know, and uh, it's to 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 do His will. That's you know when you're doing God's will. You know, you are doing things that please the Lord. You know, when He He comes to finish a work. You know, God works more than we do. Isn't that right? He's always working. You know, but He needs for us to finish the work. Do you ever? Uh, I I know at different times I felt guilty when you you you, you meet people that. You talk to them, they're open, you know, and, you're, and you get too busy and you forget to follow up. You know, and you don't finish the work. I mean, he's been working hard. He's been setting it up and we forget to finish the work. You know, you get a lead or, you know, or something happens to connect you and you, you, we, we forget to finish the work. We forget, the, you know, that to bring in the harvest. You know, and and I love how he says, it's like, hey, you know what? Open your eyes. It's already here. It's time to harvest. You know, I love that. I love how it says that it talks about, um, you know, uh, so that the sower in verse 36, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. You know, it's a together thing, right? It's isn't it? Isn't it always better to do things together? Are we stronger together? You know, and it's, it's tough, right? When you're, you're, you're the only one, it's like, no, it you know, God's plan is to do this together, to do this in partnership with him and in partnership with one another. You know, but we have to, um, we have to be dreaming of the harvest. You know, I'm, I'm so encouraged, you know, um, and, and you've got to have dreams that just fire you up. And I don't know what that is for you. But you got to have dreams that just get you excited to go after things, right? And uh, you know, I am really excited about our our, our poets ministry, right? Our, our the parents of uh, of empowered teens. You know, um, um, it, it, it to me, you know we just had a great uh, devotional on Friday night. Got the parents together. The the you know we had fifteen teens over. Came over. I don't know how I fit fifteen teams in one of my my TV room. They were all stacked in there. They're playing video games. Just connecting. And the parents connecting as well, you know. But, um, you know, the things that we're building is that, um, you know, there was a study done, um, I, I don't know how long, but the Fuller, Fuller uh, uh, Seminary School in Pasadena, they did a study and they kept track of teenagers who devoted their lives uh, over to Christ in, uh, in high school. And they tracked them for three years after after uh, going, you know, from graduating and uh, so they, they took a, a census of 500 of those students, and they started noticing some patterns of those who stayed faithful. And, uh, and I was so encouraged, when I'll share what the, the results were, because this is exactly what we've been trying to you know, build in, in this ministry. And, and the result was that they saw that the, the teens that stayed faithful, they had intergenerational relationships, they had their age and they had older ones. And even, you know, you know, all the fatherly ones, the big brothers, the brother, right? And they started seeing a number. And they started seeing that it takes five of those mentor relationships. And that was the common thing that they started to see. And there's actually a book called uh, Sticky Faith. You, maybe you guys have heard of it. You know, but, that's, but it's like yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to build with our teen ministry. Where we surround, you know, our teens, you know, with five mental relationships. I've, saw, I've seen it work in the Faith Point ministry. I've seen it work in my son's life. And, you know, it's so encouraging that this is what we're trying to build with our teens. And, and I'm seeing this being built in, in, in April's life. You know, and she's getting closer to getting baptized. Okay, be praying for April. Her faith is growing. Okay, it's not just going to mom. It's not just going to dad; they have multiple people that they can go to. You know, I'm seeing this work in Katie's life. You know, and these are the things that we're we're, we're building with our teens. You know, and when you start seeing the ones that really, those teens in the past history and stuff, they haven't done so well. It's just because there's been one person in their life as the key person, and then they're gone. And when they're gone, these they start struggling. You know, and, and so we need, doesn't it take a village to raise a child? That's what we're seeing, right? It takes a village, you know, and that doesn't even count with peer-to-peer relationships. That's a whole other one. And that five is more to the minimum. When You really start looking at it. You can have, you know, all the way up to seven or whatever. But the thing is, we're building this, but we got to be dreaming, You know, I'm dreaming to be able to set something up in our poets that we could be a body of wisdom to our preteen families. You know, that dream drives you. You know, and what are your dreams for the harvest? You know, the dreams for the harvest to see your family members become disciples of Jesus. To see your friends, your co-workers. Right. To see your neighbors become Christians. You know, look on over to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, in verse 1 through 2, Luke 10, verse 1 through 2, it says, uh, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead, to, um, uh, ahead of him to every town and, place, and the place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. You know, I I love that Jesus sends out a part that sends them out two by two. Right. Don't we all need partners? We all need partners, you know, and and what is it that bonds partners together? It's working together. You know, it's when you when you're doing things together, that just draws you closer with one another Jesus sends them out two by two. Who are your partners that you are doing things together with? What are you doing for the Lord together with? You know, and he says, you know, ask the Lord of the harvest. You know, um, reaping the harvest is you now, it's not based on your strength, but on the heart to ask. Ask the Lord. Do we have the heart to ask? Are we asking? You know, we got to be dreaming. You know, we got to be asking, you know, for, for the salvation of others, of those that we want to see become disciples of Jesus. You know, I was so encouraged that, um, you know, and we have uh, in, our, in our region, there are, um, I think there's six of these ministries were a ministry of close to 600 individuals. So there's like six of these ministries. And, uh, you know, I was uh, talking to, uh, I, was, I was seeing how, um, talking to, to, to Pablo in the downtown ministry. I was like, wow, that's so encouraging. I said, I said, wow, you guys had five baptisms this month? That's awesome. That's like, wow. You know, and it's, and it, but it was more like, you know what, Edgar, we're just asking God. We're just praying about it. You know, and and being faithful to the work, you know, and so guys, we got to be dreaming of the harvest. Amen. You know, um, we draw near. My second point is that we draw near to God by dreaming of transformation. How many of you guys uh, want a transformation? Thank God. You know, it's like that. We have that hope, right? That's the hope that Amir was talking about in Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen through eighteen. You know, uh, thank God that uh, we have the cross that uh, enables us, that it empowers us to be able to go through a transformation. You know, and I think about when you're dreaming about what it is it that you want to become in Christ, you got to get excited about it, you know, so you can be praying about it, so you can keep on with that vision. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 through 18, it says there, but whenever, but, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord the veil is taken away now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord there is freedom and when and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the lord's glory we are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit awesome passage right you know he's talking about um the uh, no, Lord is the spirit. You know that there's freedom, right? When Christ what are you free from? Free from the bondage of sin, right? That's what Amir is talking about. He says, Wow, how incredible we can say no to sin and say yes to righteousness. Now you remember the days when you couldn't say that? And even doesn't it sometimes, even in 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 the Lord, don't we sometimes get entangled in sin? And it's sometimes it's hard. But you know what? You have freedom. You need to be reminded that you have freedom. You know, and, um, and it just says that I love, that it says that we are being transformed, right, into his likeness. Just more and more and more. Another, another, uh, another passage says, right, that we are being renewed day by day. You are being made new every day. We're all in this transformational process. You know, but you got to have vision for the transformation that you want to go to. You know, I, I want to give everyone vision this morning of what God wants each and every one of us to be. Look on over to 2 Timothy chapter 1. You know, there's certain uh, Bible characters, right? That you uh, Don't you have like some certain favorite Bible characters, right? You know, I think one of my, my favorite one is, uh, is, uh, is Philip. You know, I just, love, I just, I love Philip. You know, it's like he was just, he was one of the original. He was just somebody in the fellowship, just like us. He was just somebody there, and they needed to serve it. And they chose Philip, who then became a deacon, who then became an evangelist. Who then, you know, who did all these miraculous things? God used him to do all these miraculous things, you know. And then he opened up his home; he was hospitable to those the missionaries that were traveling about. He had he had you know daughters that prophesied, right? I mean, it's like wow, this this was just a regular disciple of Jesus, you know. And that's my you know I can you know it's like man, I I, I love Philip, but then there's certain characters, right? That that may they, they, they they're, they're the ones that you can relate to more you know what I'm talking about you know and, and sometimes you know you look at Peter it's like oh yeah I can relate to Peter you know or you know or, or you can you know or, or Barnabas or Mark or you, you have your, your, your own right but you know the, the care the one that in character that I feel that I relate the most to is Timothy you know and and, and why Timothy you know and second uh, Timothy chapter one in verse seven it says, "For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline." You know, I, I can relate to Timothy because he was, uh, and I sometimes call myself timid E. I kind of feel like I sometimes, you know, I could be timid E. You know, sometimes I just really lack of confidence. You know, after I preach, I usually always feel insecure about something. You know, getting up here every Sunday, after, I always feel the nervousness of it. You know what I mean? It's always, you know, there's just, you know, I know I come across louder and all that stuff, you know. But inside, I, I, I sense it. Uh, I, I'm a Timothy. You know, um, you know, and so just just lacking this confidence, I can really relate to him. You know, I can relate to him. I think Paul said, hey, you know, flee the desires of the youth. I think, you know, in, in my insecurities, you know, that's why it's like, you know what? I want to go back to what I'm comfortable with. The sins of my youth. So I can really relate to Timothy. You know, and so the transformation that I pray for. For not just myself, but for all of us. Is that God has given us a spirit of power. Power. Of love and of self-discipline. These are the things that I like confidence in. You know, you think, I I love the spirit of power. You know, that that word power comes from the Greek word, dunamis. Okay, where do we get that word? You know, that's where the word we get dynamite from. You know, if something goes off, you know, outside and there's a boom. Right, what are we all going to do? What's going on? You know, we all like it. We got to go and see what's going on. You know, this power draws people in. You know, it makes me think about when somebody gets baptized, you know, there's a boom. All these people get drawn in, you know, you know, where, where the spirit is power. It draws people to Christ. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, you see all these people gathering, coming together for Christ in this baptism. There is a power. You know, Pablo, what's going down downtown? I heard a boom. I heard a power that's drawing people near. You know, and and God wants us to be men and women of power that draws people into Christ. You know, where, where your life makes people curious as to what's going on over there. What's going on in your life? What's going on? You know, not lacking that confidence, You know, but being a man or a woman of power. Do you want to be a man or woman of power? It's in you. That is the spirit that God has given you. It says, man, don't you want to be a man or a woman of love? You know, I just want to love God. I just want, I just want to love him. That's all I want to do. I wish I was perfect. Don't you feel like sometimes you wish you were perfect? You always had the perfect obedience, the perfect attitude, the perfect response. You know, my wife was last yesterday talking to me about, oh, you know, you said something that, you know, know, so forth, right? I was like, Lord, help me. I said, I better take a drink of water. Like, God, help me. Help me keep my tongue tied. Help me to be humble, Lord. Let me keep drinking that water. I don't know if she realized, but I was drinking water, you know, and, um, but you know, he, you know, we want we want to be men and women of love. I want to love God. I want to love my wife. I just want to love my wife. I just want to love my son, help him, you know, keep training him. I just want to love my family. I want to love the church. I just want to love the church. I want to love mankind. I want to love my community. God, I want to be a man of love, God. Jesus was a man of love. He says, you know, he says, I've given you this spirit. It's in you. Even as I talk about this stuff, I am confident that your spirit is being moved right now. I am confident that I'm speaking to your spirit inside of you. You know it says, and of self discipline, being a man of self discipline. Another word for self discipline, sound judgment, making good choices, being wise. Don't you want to be like that? You know, don't you want to be a man that follows God's plans? A woman that follows his plan because you trust in the plan. You know, um, I've been talking to Dave, and we've just been going back and forth where it's like, you know what? I think the the, the the testimony that we have as parents or individuals is not the results. The testimony is how we love. The testimony is that you know that we were faithful. You know, it's not like you get to the end and your testimony is like, look, look at all these things. You know, the results aren't up to us. You know, but it is up to us to make those choices. And we let God, right? you know, uh, just take care of the results. I think God is, is even, even, uh, just extremely proud, you know, when, when you're not getting the results, you know, but you remain faithful, but you keep, you know, trusting and making the, the, uh, doing the decisions that he would like you to make following his path, you know? And so we look at this and so I look at this passage and I'm, I'm dreaming of a transformation, I want to go from timid E to spiritual E. We want to live spiritually. Being men and women of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Wouldn't you want to be around somebody like that? That's hot. That gets me fired up about it. You know, and we got to be dreaming of what the transformation that, that, that we want to see for Christ in our lives. Amen. You know, the, um, the uh, third thing, to, to be able to uh, draw near, you know, we draw near by, by dreaming of the long term. Is this not a, 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 uh, an eternal thing? You know, we can't be uh, about the short term. You know, this is, the, the, this is a long journey. You know, there was uh, one of the things that, that helps me keep going with my business is that um, I'm in, I'm in, I, I have my own business and I'm in it for the long term. I just keep telling myself I'm in it for the long term. You know, and they've done studies as to, uh, um, you know, different businesses. Sometimes, you know, certain, certain, in, certain businesses just want to hit a home run and they flop out. They're not into the long term business. You know, and sometimes, you know, when I'm thinking about how I'm in in it for the long term, I've had my business that's 2002, officially incorporated in 2002, but I, I was doing business stuff before that. But sometimes when I think it's, you know, when I'm thinking of the long term, it saves me from making these wrong decisions. I've had it with this client, right? And you just want to cut them off. You know, and I'm thinking, Edgar, you're in this for the long term, you know, Keep that cash flow going. (laughs) Okay, but now let's apply it spiritually. We're in this for the long term. You know, and and it's so important that we keep our hearts soft. It's so important that, that we keep forgiving. It's important that we keep overlooking offenses. You know, because our hearts can get really hard and dried up and we stopped dreaming and there's, there's no, we, we don't want a harvest anymore. We want some monetary harvest now. You know, we're not thinking about a transformation, spiritual transformation. We're thinking about some physical transformation only. You know, and and, and we got to remember that, you know what? I mean, this, we're in it for the long term. You know, let's let, look on over to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 12 through 14. It says there, see to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly to the end the confidence we had at first. You know, I love this passage. Right, see to it. I think sometimes we forget. What does that mean? See to it. Does that mean take care of one another? That's what it means, right? It means to take care of one another. See to it, you know, spend some time, right? And make sure that, you know, that, that, uh, that we don't have a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the Lord. Why? This is a long term. This is what the context of this passage is talking about, Right. Is that, hey, we gotta hold on to our confidence that we had at first to the end. We gotta hang, and, and what is it that kills con- that confidence? What's another word for confidence? Faith. You know, I, I, what is it that we try to look in our teens' lives? You know, we're not, you know, teens are not gonna be broken as as adults. You know how, like, we, remember when you got broken because all your your big old sin list? You know, our, 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 not to say that our teens are not, you know, s- sinful, you know, sinful. They are. But the magnitude of sins that, you know, it, it's not the same. And so we're not, the brokenness can be there. But what we're looking for is a confidence. A confidence in them that, that, that you know what, that Jesus is the way to go. We're looking for a confidence that, you know what, um, that, uh, that you know what that, that god 'll always be there for me even after even after I fall because don 't can we get guilt guilt ridden yeah. you know when you got some shame and some guilt you know we don 't want to draw close to God you know and, and it 's that sinfulness it 's that the hardening of sin 's deceitfulness that 'll keep us from making it to the end you know look at Hebrews chapter twelve. In uh, verse 1 through 3, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, it says, there, Therefore, and since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know, we don't want to lose heart and grow tired. How do we keep from that? You gotta be focused on Jesus. You gotta be, you know, uh, He is the author and the perfecter of your faith. He is the one that matures you and completes it. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 16 through 18. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. It says there, therefore, we do not lose heart, though inwardly we are wasting away. Anybody of you feel that? Daily, yeah, <laughs> yeah, daily, right, like, you know, we were uh, we were cleaning out the storage, um, you know, on, on Friday morning, and Vico was there, and it was a simple, just pick something up, you know, just like that, and I went, I went, oh, my God, right? I was like, oh, something just totally just tightened up, like, right, Vico, Vico was helping out, you know, one of the brothers was like, man, yeah, I just moved, and something just pulled or something, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, take the next step. You know, and we feel that way, you know, yet inwardly, right? Even though that's going on on the outside, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that afar outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We focus on the long term. We focus on the eternity, you know. And so, guys, you know, we, we're going to draw near to God when we are dreaming of a harvest. I really want you to think about what, the, what is your harvest that you're dreaming of. You know, you're going to draw near and be praying about the transformation that you want to see happen in your life. You know, and you're going to be drawing near to God when you start. When you are thinking, you oh, know what, God, this is—we're we're in this together for the long haul. And you're focused on making it, you know, for the long term. And you're focused on helping your brothers and sisters making it for the long term. Amen. So, guys, does this encourage you? It does. Amen. Because that was my goal. I want to encourage the fellowship. I want to help the fellowship and edify the fellowship. Amen. So, uh, guys, let's be dreaming together. Uh, we are in it together and we are stronger together. Amen.